This is Clayton Howe's Entertainment X. For this episode, I chat with Ashley Brown. That's right, the original Mary Poppins in Mary Poppins the Musical on Broadway. We talk about that. We talk about so much more. We talk about her upbringing. We talk about how she's dealing with the current events in this country via the pandemic and so much more. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Ashley Brown and keep on keeping on. We're back. I'm Clayton Howe, and today with me on Zoom is Ashley Brown. Ashley, thank you for joining me in this busy week. I know. I'm happy to be here. Uh, this is this is so so very exciting. I uh, I have so much to talk to you about. We we share a lot of people share Disney, <laughs> so we'll be talking yeah. about Disney and so much more. But I want to take it back to the beginning of time for Ashley Brown. What were your entertainment dreams growing up? You know, I grew up in a small town, uh, Gulf Breeze, Florida, near Pensacola, and nobody in my family is in the industry at all. Like, I just yeah. kind of, I'm the youngest of four, I kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and I always, I mean, from a little girl, I'm, I knew I just wanted to be on stage. Like, I didn't even think as a child, child, I knew what Broadway was, but I knew I wanted to be on stage in front of people and doing something. Right. And then as I grew into loving, I was always in dance. And then when my love of music, you know, really was starting to get cultivated and just children's choir and all those kind of things, you know, I dreamt of moving to New York and being on Broadway. And, you know, once I, once I got a taste of what that is, I was like, um, that's what I'm going to be doing. Like, I have to. Do you remember what show it was? What the moment was where you were like, this is it? Well, I mean, it all started. I mean, doesn't it all start with Disney? I mean, it all started yeah. <laughs> with like watching The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and all those kind of things where it was just musicals, you know, where it was like, oh my gosh, they just break into song when they're feeling they're too, you know, overwhelmed with emotion. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about. And I just remember like learning all the movies, like, and that was kind of my first, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to sing and dance and tell stories. And then, I mean, I didn't go to New York till I was in high school, but I'd say, you know, the early days of just watching the sound of music at home watching Mary Poppins at home, watching Beauty and the Beast. and So th that was kind of like my first, hmm. I mean, I know that's not necessarily theater, but I guess my first introduction into musicals. What did your parents teach you about work ethic? Oh, gosh. I mean, the best lesson that they ever gave me is I was never allowed to quit. I was never okay. even, you know, so because in the beginning, like they didn't know I was going to turn out to be on Broadway and do all that. So they put me in sports. They, I played volleyball and soccer and honey, I am no athlete. <laughs> and I was horrible. And I, of yeah. course, it, like most children, as soon as you realize you're not good at something, you want to not, you want to quit and you want to like right. not go back. And they're like, sorry, like we don't have to go back next season or next year, but you're finishing it out. Yeah. Just because you're not the best doesn't mean that you quit. And I think that taught me so much is like, as soon as you say yes to something, you do it and you show up on time and you're there and you put your best foot forward. Mm. And that's just what I've always carried. I mean, that's a lesson I always carry with me that if I say yes, I'll, whether it's, I'll meet you for a cup of coffee or I will, you know, do this interview with you or sure. whether it's I sign up for a show, I will do it. I will be there. Um, and that's just a big life lesson. And I think, you know, and I'm a huge, like, I didn't call out. I never called out of my shows unless I was like, 
on my deathbed, basically. Yeah, it took <laughs> a <I> lot. Mean, <laughs> it took a lot to, I didn't call out like, oh, I have a hangnail. I was yeah. like, I had to be out for the count. Like my, my voice, like my ENT was like, she cannot go on would be the only, I just take what I do really seriously. And, yeah. you know, I like to show up. Yeah. How about the same question? What did your parents teach you about kindness? Kindness. I mean, it's something that is ingrained in me and yeah. that you're, you should treat, um, you know, the president of the United States, just like you would, um, the sweet man who, or woman who gets your trash right. that there's, it's, there's not a level of kindness dependent on who you are. Mm. And that's something I hold dear. And I feel like it's also like how you can really judge a person's character, how they treat people regardless of who they are and i i just i'm like you know every person on this planet no matter what you do the color of your skin or how you identify i mean you're a, everyone's the same everybody's yeah. a person they're the same amount of respect and that's how what i'm teaching my daughter is no one is better than anybody we all deserve kindness and respect you know all it's you're absolutely right. It's so funny you say that because I learned so much if I'm at a business meeting to see how someone treats the waiter or waitress. <laughs> Sometimes it's very different than the person sitting across the... I mean, I remember when I was dating, that would have been, that was like the kicker. If we went out to eat and he yeah. was like talked down to the waiter, I'm like, well, this is done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like this yeah. will be the last time we have dinner. It's like, oh, gross. <laughs> I want to talk about mentors growing up. Big mentors meant a lot to you, taught you a lot. Because you did mention no one in your family comes from this background of theater. And so, you're, you know, you're coming from Florida to Broadway by yourself, basically. Uh, mentors, standout lessons that come to mind early in life? Oh, yeah. I mean... Again, my parents continued to say yes in a territory that they had no idea. <laughs> like my all, my parents are always like, "I wish you like came with an instruction booklet." <laughs> like my mom always said that because they wanted, they were like, "We want to like help you and like right like get you to where you need to be," but we don't know what the heck we're doing. And I'm like, "Well, I don't either." And but they kept saying yes, and like if I wanted to be in the Pensacola Children's Course, they let me. I wanted to take voice lessons. I wanted to get an acting coach. I mean, yeah. here I am, like middle school, and they're like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Right. Um, but they were always super supportive. But I just yeah. remember, I, I mean, there's so many people that were amazing mentors in my life. My voice teacher Deborah yeah. Ross, um, who actually lives in Pensacola still. I still take voice lessons from her. I started when I was 14. Oh and because you're a kid, I just thought I was just another kid to the right that liked to sing. Mm. You know, I didn't necessarily think I was like, oh, the next Broadway star. I didn't think like that back mm. then. And just because it seemed so far away, you mm. know. And I remember like my freshman year of high school, like music and singing is something I feel like God gifted me with. I mean, I've always had to really work at it, but it was something that... I got better at quickly just through training and classes. And, but I remember my freshman year, she was like, Ashley, like, I think you could really do this. Like, I think you have a gift. Like it's, it's like different from some of the other students. It's different from your normal thing. And I was like, Oh, okay. So then we started doing like vocal competitions and stuff like that. So she was probably my first cheerleader of like, we've got to like get serious like this. I think this could be, a thing. Yeah. And 
then I got accepted into the Broadway Theater Project, which, oh, bless, um, Anne Ryan King started, mm. um, which I know, she, as we all know, she just passed, which is so sad because she is she is a mentor to so many of us that ended up on Broadway. Um, she was one of my biggest ones and, you know, just kind of leading me in the right direction and kind of telling me that I had what it took as long as I put in the work. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that those are like my main you know, and of course, my drama teacher in high school was always super supportive. Um, I mean, the list goes on of people who were like sure. in this small town being like, girl, like dream big, like go, like do it, you know, <laughs> don't was, be scared. Was it de deciding for you? So uh, if I read the internet, sometimes is correct, sometimes is incorrect, that you studied at CCM, uh, Cincinnati yeah. Conservatory of Music. The uh, decision, I'm guessing, like many people who audition for colleges for musical theater, it gets very serious. And I'm guessing, I'm asking really, was that the time where you were like, okay, this is really it. This is, you know, all the way we're going full steam ahead. Yes. And I, at the time, um, CCM was the number one school in the country. Hmm. And I remember a Broadway theater project in Tampa, the Anne Ranking thing I was just talking about. Yeah. Dave Clinton who um, uh, used to be a casting director. He was a huge advocate for me too, um, mentor. Um, he's, cause I, you know, coming from the small town and I was there with all these like amazing theater um, people like me who wanted to be on Broadway one day, but I felt like they were someone's daughters. They had so much more like they were from bigger cities. I felt like they had a leg up because they like came from all these like fancy art schools and places where I felt like they had more, um, like they were just felt a step ahead, even though I'm sure they were from small towns too. But to me, anything was bigger than golf breeze. Right. Um, <laughs> and I remember him, him being like, these are the schools you need to audition for at the time. I know people are going to, there's so many amazing conservatories now. It but changes that, by the that, year. It seems <laughs> Oh, for sure. Back in the day. Right. Um, it was like Carnegie Mellon, Cincinnati, or Boston. Right. And he said, for me, he was like, because at the time, at the time, everybody, yeah. um, CC on the list was number one musical theater. Right. So he was like, I've gone to CCM. I've taught a lot of classes. If you can get in, he was basically like, I don't know if this is going to happen. But if you can get in CCM musical theater, you go. Yeah. Because they that like 15 people and thousands of people from all over the world audition. And anyways, long Man. story long, I went in, I, because I was kind of nervous, like, am I going to get in? Like, sure. Oh my gosh. And so I auditioned for the voice department as well. So maybe like if I didn't get into musical theater, but I knew I trained classically, but I knew I didn't want to go into opera only because I wanted to dance and sit like, and be an act. Not that they're not actors as well, but you know, it's just a different art form. Of course. Yeah. I, on the stage, I just wanted to do more Broadway style shows right. and I just never thought I'm like little old me. So I go to Cincinnati, you know, do my, my up tempo <laughs> and my bow, my monologue. <laughs> and, oh goodness. Yeah. I mean, I remember I was in my drama class and at high school and my mom called and was like, oh my gosh, we just got the envelope from CCM and it's really, really heavy. And I was like, um, we'll bring it up here. And I opened it in my drama class in front of my drama teacher and we freaked and we cried and I got in and I said, well, obviously I'm going because he said, if you get in, you go. I love it. So I went. <laughs> I, I, I love that story. I, I'm curious if you'll let us inside Ashley Brown's head for a moment and give us a little bit of your self-talk for 
confidence, basically, before you're going on stage or before you're performing? Is there, or maybe it's not even the word confidence to you. Is there a self-talk or a headspace you put yourself in before you perform? Absolutely. You know, I think just like if I'm going to be real, I think with any um, performer or any, like our confidence wavers too. Um, you know, and I think it's all about, and you know, like some days you wake up and you're like completely clear headed and you're confident and you know, you're going to be able to show up mentally and emotionally and physically for the audience and vocally and all the things. And then sometimes you wake up and you're a little cloudy. You're like, do I know what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Like, do I know what most of 2020 now, <laughs> yeah, for right. sure. <laughs> do right. I even know what life is anymore? Right. right. Um, <laughs> No, but of course, so, so I think every day, you know, you wake up and you're like, you have to take it one step at a time. You know, it's like, especially when you're doing a con, when I do concerts, like more than one a night, like more than one, a one nighter, mm. you know, and you don't, you don't want, you want to recreate the like moments that worked, but find new and you're, they call it like second show syndrome where you're like kind of more in your head. Cause you're kind of like trying to redo what worked, but it never works that way. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So when I was younger, you know, like 10 years ago, Ashley, I used to, my nerves used to really get in the way, yeah. especially opening. I really would just crash and burn because I would get so nervous that I would not do my best work. Mm. And so what I realized, I'm like, well, what is making me nervous? And I realized it was the more prepared I felt, the less nervous I was. So what I do is I'm off book for auditions. I now, I now know what is going to be successful for me. But that's all about being young and figuring out what works for you. Like I know when I go into an audition, I'm not a great lifter. Like if I can't see a script and then lift the line, I'm not great at that. Mm. I'm great at presenting and memorize and good, but I'm not good at reading and doing that. (laughs) Some people are like amazing at it and I'm just not one of those people. So like know your strengths, know your weaknesses. But now it's like when I do concerts and I get nervous, my, my talk to myself is, Ashley, you know what you're doing now. You have, you know, been around the block 10 times at this point. Yeah. And it's knowing that I can handle whatever is, comes at me. Right. Whether I forget a lyric or what, because all the things that you're nervous about, like, what if I don't remember the words? What if I get off the, with the orchestra? What if this, what if? all the things happen. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, but I know I would handle it. I just, people come to the theater to see a person. Right. They don't come to see, uh, cause I'm a perfectionist and I always thought that's what people wanted to always see. I mean, hence why I'm probably saying the song practically perfect, but (laughs) you know, but in pop, I had to be like on it. But like, as I started my concert world, it was a very refreshing being like, you know what? I, I know what I'm doing now. And if mm. I have to restart a song and if I have to giggle about something I said, or if I do something, I can handle it. Yeah. And that really eases my nerves is knowing that if you have to comment on something that goes wrong, like the audience loves that mm. as long as you make them feel safe. And as long as they feel like they got to have, see a, in a piece of you or see something personal, that's why we go to live theater. We want to see people being people. And that's a really like a thought that really helps me being like, okay, so if I mess up, I pick myself up, comment on it, make a joke and move on. Mm-hmm. And that's some people's favorite moments. So like I oh, was at yeah. the concert with you. Da, 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 da. I mean, it doesn't always happen where there's a flaw, but just having the confidence to know that 
you can handle whatever comes at you. This is a great point because if we could always have a flaw at the beginning of every performance, the way you recover from it with the audience together, they're in. They're in for whatever the rest of the night has. They're in because they just saw something they know wasn't going to happen. Yeah. It's just, yeah, I love that. They're rooting for you, you know, as long as you're like, because it's like you, but the thing is, is always be like, you have to kind of like, when there's a flaw, you have to think, I'm like, okay, is it, was it big enough where like they know and I know, so I need to comment or it's like, can we just move past it? Yeah. Anyways, it's, I mean, if, <laughs> I always say if like during a concert, if people could really hear what was going on in my brain, it would be like hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I made that face. Why did I make that face? Okay. Now I'm, yeah. it's like, everything's going the, um, this, this is great. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing this. I want to, I want to rewind back a little bit to the self-talk you had and the moment with Tara Rubin auditioning for on the record, which I believe was your initial step into Disney. Now, most people don't know this, but on the record is a fantastic arrangement of Disney uh. music. I, I love it. Underrated, Me. I think, but it's should be should be more known. I mean, the arrangements of all these Disney tunes and how it's just like one elongated. I mean, it's it's so good. David Chase, who did all the arrangements, I mean, he is just a genius. It's a beautiful thing. It was. It's I oh, moved every time I listened to it. What was the moment for you? What was that audition? Were you were you seeking out that audition? Was that what just one of the many you're going on? And then what was well, that? I mean, it kind of, I mean, talk about like it looking back. I mean, it was just one of the, it was the moment that changed everything. Um, I had just, they found me in my senior showcase from CCM. So we, for those who don't know what a showcase is, is it's where the schools, we rented out the West side theater in New York city and every student that graduated that year at CCM, they, we put on a showcase. So we, it's like an hour long show of all 15 of us in our class. And we each sing a, a little, come some bars here and there and do a little monologue, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So age casting directors, hopefully will find a place for us. Right. So basically to showcase our talents. Yeah. Well, after the showcase, I got a call on my cell phone from a rant. Cause obviously I didn't have an agent yet. I didn't have anything. Right. So I'm, I was hoping to get one from this showcase yeah. and it's Tara Rubin calling my phone. And I was like, of course I'd heard of her because we, you know, she's like the queen of casting. Right. And I was like, hi, like being like, what is happening? And they're like, she's like, so I just saw your showcase. You're so fantastic. I'm casting a show called On the Record. We're in the final callback week. You have to come in. And I was like, okay. And she goes, sing. I sing Journey to the Past from Anastasia. I know, cheating on the mouse. But <laughs> I hadn't started my relationship yet. But so I go in and I sing Journey to the Past because I sang it in my showcase for On the Record. And all I heard was it was a Disney review. Yeah. So looking back, thinking, all, so I remember there was like three, three or four other girls in the room going in for my part. So we're in the final callback week. So these girls have been called back, called back, called back. Called back. Then I walk in and I'm sure they're like, well, who's this lady, you know? Right, right. So I go in. This is so embarrassing. But I go in and I'm giving you... Full, like smoky eye, hair for days, like full out, like opening night. Jewel- <laughs> uh, I think a black pencil skirt, hose. Like I was so dressed up right. because, you know, again, like a long time ago, like auditions, like you would like dress to the nines and CCM. You know, like they, 
they we came out super polished you know that was what they were known for right but i mean now i mean auditions are a little bit more casual like everything's not as especially now yeah but you know we were trained to you know have it all together sure, sure. so I guess I was nervous and just anyways, well, I went in and I was super, super nervous and I come out and I, of course I have my book ready. So I have an up tempo ballad of any genre you could possibly ever imagine. I mean, I left school a week ago. Like I was on it. I was so prepared. And so I was like, Oh, she needs another song. I got it. I've got thirties, forties, fifties, sixties pop. <laughs> I bind her ready. And, and she goes, do you have any other clothes with you? And I was like, no, I, I didn't think about clothes. And she goes, I mean, you're coming in. She was like, you're, I mean, at that point I was like 22. I was a child. Yeah. She goes, you're so young. And with all this makeup and with this dressy, like thing, you look like, you know, like mid thirties, like you look a lot. And I was like, oh my gosh. She was like, you don't need any makeup right now. Like you are so young and gosh, was she right? So she's like, we love you and we think you're great, but can you come back tomorrow with less makeup? And I was oh like, okay, God, I'm yes. so embarrassed. But I was like, you know what? Like, I appreciate the honesty versus like, she's not right for it. Yeah, other than no. <laughs> I yeah. know, yes. Yeah, so I appreciated that. Because, of course, they were the breakdown, well, they wanted a Christian Chenoweth Chen type, like little, blonde, cutesy, mm. wootsy. And I'm 5'7", brunette, <laughs> with a smokey, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. Long story long is I kept, they, you know, brought me back in like three different times after that. Mm. And I basically booked it with wet hair, no makeup and a zit on my chin. <laughs> <laughs> there <laughs> it is on the so record. Nervous. Yeah. 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 That's, oh, <laughs> that's such a great story. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's just like peeling back the layers is what I call it. It's like, they just want to see you, your town, yeah. you and, you know. Oh. And it was a good lesson, you know? It's like, just be you. Don't have, we don't need all the bells and whistles. You've been listening to Entertainment X, the podcast. You can follow Entertainment X on Instagram at underscore Entertainment X underscore. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join Clay next week for another curiosity conversation on Entertainment X. Thank you for listening. 